It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's not, thanks for coming back. Send it to a loved one, family, friend, coworker, anybody who you think could benefit, which is everybody. Let's be serious. Um, the website, mainlyplants.com, at mainlyplants on social media, and ryan at mainlyplants.com if you want to get in touch with me. Questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, stuff that you want me to talk about or stuff that I have talked about that, uh, you know, you want clarification on. Um, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we're back now. We're back from the break. It was nice to have that week off. But uh, this, time of weird, this time of year is super weird, right? Every year, it's like this. I mean, you'd think we'd get used to it, but it's like, I don't know, maybe like a week or two before Thanksgiving, everybody kind of starts like shifting into Thanksgiving mode. And then, you know, most people take more than just that Thursday and Friday off. But regardless, you have a long weekend then. And then it's kind of hard to get back into the routine the week after because you know that Christmas is coming up. And for me and my fellow Jews out there, Hanukkah is coming up, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, it's the time of year where there is a holiday for just about everybody, unless you're Jehovah's Witness. Um, no offense to you guys personally. But what I'm saying is like, you know, there's between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's like three weeks, but it it's it still seems like everybody just kind of shuts down. Everybody's just waiting till after New Year's to get going again. Um, being in real estate, I, it's the same for me. Uh, you know, nobody really buys a home um, between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's. Um, people are traveling with their families. Uh, they're not really thinking about buying a home. But that, having said that, there are some people who, who do, since their kids are out of school and you know, families in town, they might go look at some houses, but generally it does slow down. Um, so yeah, things, things are slower this time of year, but it is weird. Like, I just feel like I'm kind of on vacation for a month, which is a strange feeling. Um, you know, you kind of, I kind of have to, to push myself more to motivate myself to, you know, do marketing work and stuff like that. Um, but I digress. I, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you're back in the grind. Um, if you are taking the whole month off, uh, enjoy it. Hope you're doing some awesome traveling. This week, we're talking about Ozempic, um, and I'm going to be referring to it uh, with its generic name, which is, and there's two different ways to pronounce it. I've heard it two different ways. Some people pronounce it uh, semaglutide, and some people pronounce it semeglutide. Uh, I was introduced to it as semeglutide. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I'm sorry if it drives you bananas. But for those of you who don't know about semeglutide ozempic, whatever you want to call it, um, very popular right now. Uh, it's being used by a lot of people. Um, it's, it's a diabetes medication. It's an injection once a week. But um, there are beneficial side effects to it. Um, it, does, it does a whole host of things we'll talk about, but people who don't have diabetes are taking it. So I, I wanted to, because it is so popular and a lot of people ask me about it, um, a lot of people are interested in it. They might be a little scared. Um, I have been taking it for about two months um, for several different reasons. I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic, um, specifically for some of the reasons that we'll get into. But, uh, but yeah, it's super easy to do, super easy to get. Um, went to my doctor, discussed it with him, got my blood labs done like I do every three to six months, make sure everything was okay. 
Um, so I'm going to do it for about another month uh, and then stop or reduce the dose to just basically a maintenance dose, which um, um, can be anti-cancer because it, it controls blood sugar and cancer. a lot of cancer feeds off of um, sugar. A lot of viruses in general, um, you know, cancer is a disease, but viruses in general feed off of cancer or <laughs> feed off of uh, sugar. So um, it stands to reason that uh, keeping your blood sugar low would fight off a, a whole host of diseases and, and illnesses. Um, that's why, uh, and this is kind of a, an aside, um, when, when, I get, when I get a cold, I get a doozy of a cold. I only get, co- I get, get a cold like maybe once every year, once every couple years, but when I do, it hits me hard. And I've always been told, and the common knowledge has always been, you know, you got to sleep a lot, drink a lot of fluids, and make sure that you eat because your body needs the strength. And it always seemed like I was knocked out for at least a week with a bad cold. So what I tried was something that I, I did some research on. Uh, and, and again, this is very off topic, but I, I hope you get some benefit out of it. I did some research and I found out that starving a cold can, can potentially help. So what I did the last two colds is I do just a, a water fast, basically. I, I can have some tea or some clear broth uh, just for flavor but a lot of water. Um, and what happened the last time I was sick, I think I talked about it on the podcast. I got sick in the Bay Area. I flew home that day. Um, and I didn't eat for about oh, 24, 48. It was probably around three to three and a half days, all in all, worth of hours. Um, I didn't eat. I just drank my water and I rebounded from the cold in three days. Um, I, I still got sick. I still didn't feel good, but instead of seven to 10 days, it was three days and I was pretty much fine. So um, I don't know. It's something to think about. I don't know how I got on that topic, but let's get back into uh, smegalotide, okay? So um, the first thing it does, like I mentioned, it controls blood sugar. And what it does is it's part of a class of drugs that stimulates the release of insulin from your pancreas, which, you know, the pancreas... Um, releases insulin, helps your body control blood sugar. A lot of this happens after you eat. And what this does is it helps facilitate the absorption of the glucose, of the blood sugar by your cells, in turn regulating um, your blood sugar levels. And this matters because maintaining stable blood sugar levels is critical for overall health. I mentioned that earlier. Even for individuals, and this goes for with and without diabetes, but even for individuals without diabetes, semaglutide can assist in preventing fluctuations that um, can impact your well-being. So um, the blood sugar... The blood sugar thing is one of the reasons that I take it. Like I mentioned, I want to keep my blood sugar low. I, I You know, if you know me, you know I eat... 99% of the time, very clean anyway. But um, I am a little obsessed with biohacking and uh, longevity and doing everything I can to keep my body in peak optimal performance. So um, I don't know. I think it's something to to uh, consider. The next thing is weight management. And, and what semeglutide does is it influences the brain to induce a feeling of fullness, uh, which in turn obviously reduces your appetite. And when you're full and you don't eat as much, your calories go down. So you have a, a caloric deficit, um, meaning that you are going to lose body fat. And, you know, again, beyond the diabetes, maintaining healthy weight is just essential for overall health. It, you know, um, 
pretty much everything in your body. It, you know, it, so many health conditions come from weight. Uh, literally physical stuff like, like uh, joints, your joints wearing down, uh, brain fog, um, fatigue, high cholesterol, all this kind of stuff. So if you can, you know, burn the body fat, cut the fat off, um, and maintain your healthy tissue. You know, it's important to still get calories and still get, um, uh, poor, uh, you know, your your macros and micros. Your the micros are easy, but the macros when you're not hungry is a little harder. Your fats, your carbs, your healthy carbs, and your protein intake. So if you are going to get on semaglutide, um, number one, I do want to emphasize this: talk to your healthcare professional. I am not a doctor. Go talk to your healthcare healthcare professional if you're thinking about getting on it. Um, but where was I? Um, totally lost my train of thought. Bop, 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 bop. Okay. Well, um, maybe I'll come back to it. But yeah, reducing your calories, you are gonna you are gonna burn body fat. Oh, that's where it was where I was going. You want to make sure that you're getting adequate macros in, uh, healthy fats, healthy carbs, and importantly, protein. If you, you know, if you are hundred percent plant-based like me, it makes it more difficult. Um, so during this time I have utilized protein shakes more because I, you know, I'm not hungry, but I want to make sure that I'm not, um, I'm not eating away at my muscles. Um, side note, I have lost about 20 pounds in the past three months. I was never, I wasn't like fat, but I had like a little bit of a, a you know, some chub in places that I wanted like my, my, uh, saddlebags, if you would, my, I shouldn't say saddlebags, my love handles would just not go away. Um, so it's really helped with that. Uh, I've kind of cut up my abs a little more. So those that are more trim, um, I just, I feel a lot better when I look in the mirror now. So I think that what's going to happen is I'm going to cut for about another month or so. And then, like I said, do a maintenance dose, a small dose just to kind of, uh, for the other health benefits, like the anti-cancer regulating blood sugar and stuff like that. Um, and then bulk back up at lean. I like to gain about 10, pound, 10, 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. That's my goal. Um, but back to the, the health benefits. So there are also cardiovascular benefits. And while the precise mechanisms of the cardio um, benefits are not fully understood, semaglutide does appear to have positive effects on cardiovascular health. And it, it may uh, reduce the, the, the risk of major cardiovascular events, heart attack, stroke, stuff like that. Um, it, which is important for everybody, diabetes or not. So, you know, being proactive when it comes to your heart health, uh, fantastic, you know? Um, and you might be thinking like, what are the, what are the, the, the downsides of semaglutide? Well, I mean, look, it is a medication. There's always a risk for something. Um, the common side effects are not that bad. Um, when I first started, I got a little bit of a headache, um, for about a day after I injected, but that went away after about a couple weeks. Um, and then what else? A stomach ache here and there can happen. Um, so for me, side effects were almost nil. Uh, but again, it is a medication with any medication, you know, pretty much anything's possible. So it's an important decision to make if, if you're willing to risk that, like I said, go talk to your doctor, Get your blood panels done before you get on any medication, just to make sure. Um, and if it's a doctor that is like a functional medicine doctor, I highly advocate those because they are doctors, but they, they deal with, um, again, functional medicine. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. That's the only doctor I, I go to regularly. Uh, he's improved my life tremendously. 
back to it. Um, potential renal protection. The research suggests that semaglutide might have protective effects on the kidneys, which is huge. Um, and this could involve reducing inflammation and stress on the kidneys associated with diabetes. Um, but it's, it's significant even if you don't have diabetes because that, that renal protection, that kidney protection is important as you get older. Kidneys, kidney function doesn't stay the same throughout your entire life. Um, and you can, you only have two of them. You only really need one. Um, but the, you know, they, they, they do a lot of work. So if you can protect them, even if without having diabetes, if you can protect them, uh, there's no downside. And, and the other thing with, with semaglutide that I think I mentioned before is that it is a once weekly injection. And look, I'm not big on, I don't like needles. Um, I don't like getting my blood drawn, even though I have to do it. It's so easy to do. I can't even tell you to, to inject the semaglutide. Um, you get a, a box of, uh, a lot of pharmacies will supply the syringes, but if they don't, you can get a, a box of uh, insulin syringes off like Amazon. Um, and these are like quality syringes uh, and they're insulin syringes. So the needle is very, very thin. It's a small injection. Um, you know, a lot of doctors will say you have to, you have to inject it into your stomach or your side or it pretty much, you can inject it anywhere that there's some fat. Um, I injected into my thigh just because, uh, it's not a very sensitive area and it's easy for me to do. So once a week, it takes me about 10 seconds. I fill up the syringe, poke myself. Doesn't, I can barely feel it. Sometimes I can feel it. And it's like a little bit of a poke, but 90% of the time, nine times out of 10, I can't feel anything. I inject it, doesn't bleed, and then I'm done with my day. Um, I do that every Wednesday. And uh, it's become a little bit of a routine, which is nice. But, you know, w while the primary focus of, of semaglutide is diabetes management, and I do want to emphasize that and stress that, that while the primary function is diabetes management, there is ongoing research that does suggest the potential benefits for a broader audience, those without diabetes. Um, and again, and not just for weight loss. You know, it's big in Hollywood because of the weight loss. But there's, there's like, like I mentioned before, there's a bunch of other good side effects. Um, it, it, it can also help break certain habits. And I don't really understand how it does this, but... Um, you know, they are, they are looking into it for treatment of alcoholism because it, it just makes you not want to drink anymore. Like I, I was never a big drinker, but I would go out with my friends on the weekend and have a few drinks, throw them back and, you know, pay for it the next morning. But now it's like, I really don't have much a desire, much of a desire to drink. I, I'll have, you know, like a, a hard seltzer, like two or three or whatever spread out, but nothing like, like how I could do it before. It just doesn't, just doesn't taste the same. It's, um, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like I need it. And there's been anecdotal evidence that um, it goes for other addictions as well. Um, gambling, pretty much anything that your brain's obsessed with, it kind of puts a halt to that. And it's very interesting. Um, so if you do suffer from any kind of addictive disease, you might want to look into it. Um, it does slow down your digestion. So you do stay fuller for longer, um, which is a benefit, you know, in some ways and it detracts in other ways because, you know, like I can eat, I can eat, you know, a big salad at six o'clock at night. And then I wake up the next morning at 7am and I, I'm still full and I can 
have a little burp and I still taste the bell peppers. Uh, kind of gross, but that's just how it is. So again, it does slow down your digestion, but there are some drawbacks to that, uh, kind of superficial drawbacks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just such a convenient medication. The once a week thing, you don't have to remember a pill. You don't have to inject it at the same time. If you're a day late or a day early, it's not a big deal. Um, it, it, you know, depending upon where you get it from, it can be expensive. Um, I get mine from a compound pharmacy, meaning that they make the medications at the pharmacy. So it's, uh, relatively inexpensive. It's about, I want to say about 120 bucks and it lasts me, depending upon the dose, um, it lasts me about a month to a month and a half, maybe two months. Um, on a maintenance dose, it'll probably last longer, like three months, um, because you're taking just a little bit. Right now, I'm taking like a moderate dose. There are some people who take, uh, they go in units. So like, the different, there's different syringe sizes. I don't want to get into the weeds, but you start off with a, with a 10-unit dose, which is very, very small, just to kind of get your body acclimated. And you kind of ramp up and find a place that works well for you. And I found that mine is somewhere between 30 and 40 units. Makes me feel full. I feel really feel the the effects and the benefits. Um, so that's where I'm going to be out uh, until the end of my next um, my next vial full, and then I'll go to, back down to a maintenance dose. But uh, there are some people who are half my size who take a hundred units, which is you know over double what I take, over three times as much what I take. Um, and I, I you know I don't know what's doing to their body. I don't know what their body composition is. But um, again. Just talk to your doctor. They'll walk you through it. The pharmacy will give you instructions. Um, I don't know. I, I, I So far, I'm a fan. I haven't had any negative side effects aside from the very beginning where I had a headache. It wasn't like a migraine. I wasn't dying. Just kind of an annoying little headache. Went away with a couple of Tylenol. Um, you know, I hate, I hate saying that because I always talk about like, you don't have a headache because you're deficient in Tylenol. You have a headache because there's something else going on. Well, the thing that's going on is my body's getting used to a medication. So... Um, I, I, I'm going to beat a dead horse here. It is a medication. It is a chemical compound. It is not a natural thing. Take that information, do with it what you will. Just make appropriate decisions. Don't think that it's just this cure-all for weight. Um, you still have to eat healthy. You still have to maintain a, a good diet, a proper balance in your food. Get your vitamins and minerals in. You can't just be like full all the time and eating a piece of toast and expect, expect to be healthy. You might look good but you're going to be unhealthy. So take everything, every other podcast, I think there's been 159 before this one, take everything that I've said, if you're going to do the the Ozempic or not, but if you're going to do the Ozempic, take everything that I've said and still incorporate it in just in uh, lesser amounts. So I hope that helps you. Um, Questions, comments, concerns about Ozempic or anything else, shoot me an email, shoot me a direct message on Instagram. And until next week, go eat a salad.